Hello and welcome everyone to Drewly Noted. As always, my name is Drew Orland. Thank you for joining us today. We're joined by a very special guest, a good friend of mine. She's a TikTok connoisseur, a proud Southern Illinois Saluki. I think I got that right. Also a, a chess master, uh, <laughs> a public servant, uh, just an all around cool dude. We're joined by the one and only Marnie Leonard. Welcome, Marnie. Thank you so much for having me. And wow, what an intro. Um, I think you I think you covered all the bases. Those are all my interests. Yeah, I tried to think of everything I knew about you distilled down into. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to say for the record that Drew and I have only played one chess game. So I think for him to call me a chess master is a little bit <laughs> of an exaggeration, but I do appreciate it. Well, yeah, in a sense, you're undefeated. Uh, <laughs> That's very true. Um, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. You know, just doom scrolling Twitter, as I assume everyone is. Sure. And that's about it. How about you? Yeah, not too different. (laughs) I feel like um, we live similar lives, as do a lot of people these days, (laughs) Um, indoors and just sort of trying to keep sane. Um, I think we are also, I mean, I would probably put myself a little bit higher than you at being very online. (laughs) We just are both very online TM. Yeah. I'd say um, in our friend group, we're we're some of the more online people. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. I guess I'll throw to you if you have a um, topic or a jumping off point that you want to start with. Of course. Um, <laughs> well, I am a longtime listener, first time caller, so I'm very excited <laughs> to be on the pod today. Awesome. Um, I, I do have a topic, but I have a couple of questions I wanted to ask you first, just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, one... So how many how many podcasts have you done so far? There's been like 10? Not even. I think maybe seven or eight. You might be number nine, I think. Okay. And so my question is, do you get nervous to record these episodes? <laughs> Less so now. I think at the beginning, it was like definitely a, like, what the hell are you doing? Like <laughs> trying to justify it even to myself. So in that regard, I think, you know, getting some positive feedback from friends like you and just having it not crash and burn has made me a little <laughs> bit more confident. Um, yeah, repetition legitimizes. So I'm uh, a little bit more comfortable after a few times doing this. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that, have you ever explained on the podcast, like what initially prompted you to make this? <laughs> like what was the, what was the lightning bolt in your head? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I've talked sort of about like, what I hoped to achieve or like what the purpose was or what my justification was. But yeah, the like origin of it was just so like moving up here to DC, I like drove all my stuff up and then drove my the car back. So I had like two very long car trips where I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And a lot of the ones that I was listening to, I I would uh, oscillate between listening to like full entire musical theater albums (laughs) and (laughs) podcasts, like whatever would be more stimulating to me it's like i'd like be singing at the top of my lungs and then when my voice gave out then i'd <laughs> listen to people for another few hours so um what was your question oh <laughs> no wait that's some valuable insight because as our friend group knows your like top five songs on spotify this year were all from <laughs> dear evan hansen is that right it was like two of them were dear evan hansen the other three were like Hades Town, because <laughs> like those were those two i'd always start with and just listen to like the entire thing. And I, I think the the other reason for that is I didn't start using Spotify until briefly before then. So it was like 
there wasn't much else to take up that space. <laughs> so um. I I vividly remember being in a bush taxi. I can't remember what we were on the way back from, but we were DJing. It must have been a Peace Corps car because we had the ability <laughs> to access the radio. And we yeah. were trying to use everyone's phone and we plugged into your phone. And the only songs that you had on your phone were like some Christian rock <laughs> band or something. Um, <laughs> what, who was it? Wait, uh, Christian rock band. I don't know. Oh, Maybe I just it was uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh, <laughs> he's okay, like okay. a, yeah, a yeah, famous yeah. like Christian singer songwriter who yeah. like, I grew up with very much in my household, <laughs> and so yeah, I had a lot of his stuff. Like, yeah, I don't even know if it was Spotify, but it was like whatever was on my iTunes. I think it was <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like ninety percent him, and then you had like two Beyonce songs. <laughs> You're like, what yeah. is this variety? Yeah, I think that really captures me. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to finish justifying, um, I was just listening to a lot of these like conversational podcasts, and I was like, "These people are interesting," but like my friends are this interesting, and like my <laughs> like our group chat is like funnier than this guy on whatever podcast. And I was like, "The people need to hear from my friends, not necessarily me, but <laughs> like, um, yeah." So I justified it in that, like, not getting too see people so much these days i was like missing that sort of just hanging out at a bar or like at a party and like i think you even said it's kind of like me <laughs> introducing you to like a friend at a party like a mutual friend uh and yeah. you just sort of like listening in on our conversation um yeah that's because you on one of that podcast episodes i can't remember who the guest was but you were like I think people are only listening to the episodes of the people that they already know. And yeah. I kind of got a little bit offended by that. Oh. I was like, I listen, I'm very dedicated to listen to every episode. <laughs> and I feel like I'm learning so many different sides of you. And like you threw a party at your apartment and all of your friends from your entire life are there. <laughs> and all of the groups are mixing. Maybe yeah. one day we'll be able to get to do that for real. <laughs> well, thank you for being such a dedicated listener. Um, of course. Yeah, it is kind of like that fantasy of like, you want all of your friends to be friends with all your other friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do like that you're getting sort of a window into, um, and yeah, I've, I've talked before about like, I'm trying to be a little bit intentional about like varying it up. So it's not, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I think I pitched the idea to you guys, my like Peace Corps friends first, but I was like, people might get tired quickly if, if it's just us reminiscing about Togo. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if you might get to hear about like somebody I was in a club with at UT or like somebody I went to high school with, like, yeah, stuff like that. Um, and I, I think, too, it has been really interesting to see how all of your different friend groups kind of think in different <laughs> ways. Sure. Because Joe and I were talking about this the other day. Our friend group, we play so many games and we take the rules so seriously. <laughs> yeah. So when you introduced the concept of the podcast and you were like, the guests will come on and they will bring a set topic to talk about. We all took that so seriously. And we <laughs> yeah. were like, we're all going to come with so like a very niche thing to talk about. But then your other friends, I feel like they kind of just talk about like their own life experiences and background, which is also really interesting. So it is cool that there's there's like different approaches to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Props to Ellen for sort of like setting the tone in that regard. Because I really yeah. just, um, and you could make fun of me for like putting all the pressure on the guest. But, but I was like, let's let's let whoever's like willing to come on be like the architect of like whatever they want this to be. Uh, and so she really set the tone with like doing like research and like coming with a fully prepared topic. So shout yeah. out to Ellen. If you were going to have one architect for this podcast, I think you I think you picked a good one with Ellen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's sort of the 
origin story. <laughs> I think I sent you guys like a voice memo as I was driving. I was like, hey guys, it's Drew. <laughs> Here's just a little, uh, and at the time it was like, oh, this is kind of a joke. Like I won't actually follow through. And then like coming up here and being bored enough to be like, you know what? Why not? <laughs> Let's just yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. Why not start a podcast? These days. Yeah. In this economy. And the podcast in this economy. Forget about <laughs> it. Um, okay. So my second question is, well, I'll start with a statement. You live in D.C., our nation's I capital. <laughs> I do. Um, tell me about the climate post-coup attempt in the city right now. Because I, as I said, I'm very online. I've been reading all the tweets. But what, what's it like on the ground? Um, yeah, it's interesting because I think maybe at any other time <laughs> I, I'd be a little bit more plugged in. But And I made this joke before, but like I feel like sometimes... I just moved bedrooms and not like cities. <laughs> so like mm -hmm. my interaction with the city is mostly like me going outside to either exercise or just take a walk or like go to the grocery store or something. So it's not like I'm interacting with a lot of other DC residents or <laughs> like the like zeitgeist of the city, uh, which is not the right word, but I think you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's weird because it's like I'm almost like interacting with most of this stuff probably in the same way that you are, like online, watching uh, on Twitter or like uh, live streams of like what what's going on. Uh, so it's like I'm not any more <laughs> informed or like close to the action than like my parents are in in Texas. You know, it's just sort of like if I wanted to, <laughs> I could like go outside and like be a part of the coup, which I had no intention of <laughs> doing. <laughs> yeah, I could go outside and foment insurrection if I really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird time because like there's things that happen here and it's like very public and it's like I could go be a part of that if I wanted to but also th there's so many like complicating factors like even when the election first happened and we got sort of like more concrete results you saw a lot of people out and like celebrating and stuff and like I totally get it and like I uh I don't fault anyone for that but I was like there's also like a pandemic going on so like I feel yeah part of me is like guilty I I'm not gonna go like take my mask off and pop champagne in the middle of Black Lives Matter Plaza, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, so it, I think each person sort of like makes those decisions. But for the most part, I'm like, happy to sit at home and watch through my screens. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do my sort of like in person uh, celebrating later on. I think people also forget and, and I am even guilty of this living in a city. I live in Chicago for people who don't know. But I think when you picture a city that you don't live in, you kind of picture like the downtown area, but most yeah. people don't live there. Like <laughs> I live like 40 minutes from Chicago's downtown. I never go there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I imagine that's what it's like in D.C. too, because you yeah. said you don't live anywhere near the the mall or anything like that. Yeah, I I'm not too far, but also like. Yeah, I don't think it's like it, even if I'd gone outside and like stood on the street, I don't think I would have encountered any protesters or like, yeah. uh, I think sort of, yeah, you, you make a really good point that, you know, I'm sure my like grandma hears about like uh, riots in DC on the TV and she's like, she imagines people like outside my window, <laughs> but it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you'd have to go out of your way to like interact with those people. Um, yeah. And like every hint I've gotten of like, bad agents <laughs> coming here it's like i want nothing to do with that like uh no. props to anybody who wants to go like confront those people but i see no <laughs> value in that or like nothing good can come from that i feel like yeah totally okay so those were my two leading up questions okay and um now for my topic sure um, i'm excited 
The topic that I, well, first of all, do you have any preconceived notion of what I'm going to talk about? <laughs> um, I think you mentioned once what you would like to talk about, but I'm all ears. I, I want to see how you put it. Okay. Well, it's not, I'm not going to talk about astrology. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I did, I thought about it, but I was like, there's, I feel like I would have a more interesting conversation with Drew about something else. So the topic I would like to talk about today is the concept of soulmates. Oh, interesting. Because (laughs) I think, especially for our Peace Corps cohort, we came back to the U.S. very unexpectedly. And I think a lot of people who had not been in the dating app world suddenly jumped back into it. Sure. And it's a very fraught thing right now, given that we're also in a pandemic. Right. Um, so I've just been thinking a lot about like finding love. How do you do that these days? You know, trying not to get too cynical about it. Sure. So I started researching soulmates. Where does the idea come from? Do people still believe in them, et cetera? Hmm. So the first thing that I would like to ask you is what are your sort of thoughts on soulmates. Do you think that soulmates exist? Does everyone have one? Okay. So are we defining soulmate as like, there's one person in the world who you're like destined to end up with? Um, I think that's the traditional view. Yes. Okay. If that's the traditional view, then I don't think I'm on board for that. Uh, And I think this is a bigger question about like, do you believe in the idea of like destiny or like (laughs) things like coming together? I feel like so so the reason I don't sort of buy into that concept is that I feel like it's taking too much of the like responsibility off of like individual people. So if you're like, okay, somebody's going to come along and we're going to mesh and like be perfect for each other. And it just, that's going to happen. Then like anybody who comes along who isn't that doesn't fit that like ideal that you built up for yourself instead of going like, okay, relationships are hard work and I need to like put in the time and the work and like make this relationship like a perfect match i'm i believe more in the idea that like anybody not not anybody but there's a lot of people out there who you might be compatible with and you could have a really great relationship with but you have to put in that work um do you know what i mean (laughs) no no it's it's see this is why i thought this would be interesting because I think we have almost the exact same opinion (laughs) on soulmates and i actually this is word for word what i put in my outline I personally don't understand how you could believe in soulmates without believing in fate. And I think that those two things often do go hand in hand. I don't think you're going to find very many people who believe in soulmates without also believing in fate, because that would be depressing. Like, I believe (laughs) that I have a soulmate, but I don't believe I'm destined to find them someday. Like, that's very depressing to think. Yeah. And I also totally agree that people who do believe in soulmates, not all of them, but I think a lot of them tend to think that if the person they were with were their soulmate, then the relationship would be easy, like you said. Right. And if there are problems, then they must not be my soulmate. <laughs> right. Also, I feel like it kind of lets you off the hook if you're like, <laughs> and you could stop me if this is too much, but I'm laughing because I'm thinking of a story you told us about how you do like exit interviews with oh, people yeah. you dated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can tell that story if you want. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because I was thinking about like, if you do buy into this, like somebody's going to come along and be perfect. And if that doesn't happen, then it wasn't meant to be. That kind of takes you off the hook for like what, (laughs) 
if something went wrong in a past relationship, it's like, well, they just weren't my soulmate. It's like when you might be overlooking, like maybe you have some toxic behaviors <laughs> you need to raise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, I'm the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the exit interview thing that <laughs> Drew was talking about. So funny. I, <laughs> I am a big believer that you can learn from everything that happens in your life, including failed relationships. So this, I started doing this when I was in college and I haven't done it for every relationship because they don't all end as amicably, <laughs> amicably enough to do this. Sure. But I am a big proponent of sitting down with your ex-partner, soon to be ex-partner and talking about all the things that went wrong in the relationship so that you, you can both learn and not make those mistakes for your next relationship. Right. I find it really helpful. I'm trying to get more people to do it so that it'll catch on. But however, most people think that it's a little bit silly. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely see the value. But I also see how you bringing that up, someone be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I did get really lucky with my first ex that I tried it with because he was really, really willing to do it I don't sure. he must have thought it was weird but he was like whatever <laughs> I'll never have to see her again after this so I might as well yeah that story is so funny um, <laughs> but honestly not a bad idea right so so yeah the poll that I came across mm -hmm. that sort of prompted me to want to talk about this was from this year and it was on YouGov and I found the results pretty surprising so it said that in general 56% of U.S. adults believe in soulmates, which I thought was high. Yeah. <laughs> especially because it's a very traditional view, I think. And I I don't know. I guess I don't really know the breakdown in age of the U.S. Right. But I just assumed that that number would be lower. So then 25% said that they did not believe in the idea of soulmates. And then 19% said they didn't know, which I think is fair. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like God. Like, how can you know? You don't know. Right. And then they also broke it down into region. And so Ooh. you being a Southerner, maybe you'll find this interesting. 64% <laughs> um, of adults in the South believe in soulmates. Sure. <laughs> which is very high. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Uh, and I'm sure it ties into if you ask people the same thing about like, do you believe in destiny? And it probably has a lot of spiritual connections as well. That's yeah. I, I, I also wouldn't have expected it to be so high, um, yeah. but I get it. Like I also, I, I feel like it's not like I've always like, I haven't always, what am I trying to say? I think you used I was, to believe in soulmates. Yeah. Also, I, I want to say like not believing in that concept doesn't mean it's like, we're not like romantic people. Like I like, I enjoy like, um, and, and I'm getting to sort of talking about like entertainment and like media propagating some of these ideas. Cause like, yeah, you watch a movie, like a Disney movie and you're like, yeah, this is, it's, you want that thing to exist. Uh, and so I think, yeah, for, for a while I was like, oh, I, I like that idea of like somebody like being out there and like, it's just a matter of time. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's, yeah. those things are mutually exclusive. No. And I, I actually think that it is more romantic or it leads to people being more romantic to not believe in soulmates. Because I think okay. if you don't believe in soulmates, you almost have to believe that you have the potential to fall in love with many different people. Yeah. Like you have a greater capacity for love <laughs> yeah. than you would if you were only meant to be with one person. 
Yeah. I think that's a good point. You almost have more agency and like more, um, yeah, I like the idea of like, well, I could have a good relationship with anybody if I put in enough work and not anybody, but like, yeah, I think you know what I mean. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I totally agree. And I think, I can't remember the exact phrase now, but people say often that a good relationship is love plus timing, Ooh, which is like, Something that personally has come up in my love life many times of, you know, I think that this could be like something really good, but the timing is not right. Yeah. Which I also think is something that's kind of hard to reconcile if you believe in soulmates, because it's like, if I'm meant to be with this person, then, you know, the timing shouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird thing because you kind of have to assume that people change so quickly like year to year even like just like the person I was a few years ago is I I feel like it's so different than now um also like what if you meet somebody and you like you, you like immediately count them out because you're like oh we're not very compatible when it's like who knows what what kind of people you'll be in five years from now like first impressions matter so if you're like well this person and I do not get along uh and who knows like maybe um yeah I don't really have a point here so I might cut that part out because I just sound dumb <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, how much of this do you usually end up cutting out? It's gonna be like ten minutes long. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh. no. See, this is why I I know that you have said, and perhaps a guest or two has said that you put all of the pressure on the guest to come with a topic, but I actually think it's harder for you because you have to like react on the spot to these things that I've had planned out to say for months. I'm sure I sound really smart, but I had this written down like three months ago, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I think though, speaking from somebody who is not like listening from the outside in, uh, I I think it sounds, it feels more authentic because it's like, I don't have time to like overthink something or like try and sound smart. So you're just getting the straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I do think I, it leads to a pretty good vibe because it does make it feel like the, whoever is listening is the third party in a conversation that's happening, Yeah, you know, but um, going back to the poll, the other regions um, that they broke it down into were 57% of Americans in the Northwest believe in soulmates. So that's like on par with the average. Sure. Um, only 50% of Midwesterners Ooh. believe in soulmates, <laughs> which I was shocked by because, as I said, it's a traditional view. Yeah. And I would have thought that the South and the Midwest would have had more, yeah, uh, like more aligned ideologies there. But we yeah. are much lower. Interesting. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I, anyone from Illinois listening, I don't know if you know anybody else from Illinois, but mm-hmm. there's definitely this idea that like Chicago overtakes everything else in the state and sure. people people get people from downstate Illinois get really really upset about it they're like Chicago is all anybody <laughs> knows about Illinois and it's like Chicago's all that's worth knowing about Illinois like <laughs> everybody needs to calm down but Bold. I have a feeling I I'm a Chicagoan now I can say it um <laughs> but I have a feeling that that's kind of what skewed that number oh interesting yeah because there are a lot of, I mean, a lot of big cities in the Midwest. Sure. And then the rest is just cornfields, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a, an interesting, yeah, it, it kind of breaks down like I thought. But also, like, there's not that much variance, like, vacillating between, like, what, 50 to, like, 67, is that what you said? 
The South was 64. 64. So, like, it's not like 80-20. Like, people are still, like, yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty similar across the board. Fair enough. Additionally, the other question they asked in this survey was whether or not the respondent has already found their soulmate. Ooh. And 43% said yes, and I'm currently in a relationship with them. Another 8% said that they met their soulmate, but they aren't currently in a relationship with them, which I think is horribly tragic. <laughs> Wait, that's so sad. <laughs> I know. Like, any scenario that you imagine that could have left- led to that is is very sad. Um, oh, that's, that's like a dark part of it that I didn't even consider is like, yeah, what if you believe that you've you've met your soulmate but you're with someone else like that that taints your current relationship so much like that's right wow yeah yeah so that's it's really interesting i don't and i i would love to talk to anybody who feels like they've met their soulmate but they aren't in a relationship with them because (laughs) it's like do you i mean obviously if they've died that's really there's nothing else you can do but if you've just broken up it's like what is your ultimate goal to find some way to get back together? Do you just try to find some second tier <laughs> love <laughs> after that? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird sort of, I mean, people are always going to like, it's human nature to like compare things. But I think another sort of like aspect of it is like, if you believe in, like, let's say the concept of a soulmate, putting that on a pedestal do you like assign numbers to everyone for like how compatible they are? Cause like every relationship is going to be different. So it's not like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like you can pull positive things from, and not just romantic relationships, but like every relationship you have with a friend or a coworker or like an acquaintance, even like there's different positive aspects of each thing. And I push back against any t- attempt to like try and simplify things. I think the world needs a little bit more nuance. <laughs> so sure. Uh, as we've uh, learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I read that and you just, you can't help but go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's sad. It is sad. But c'est la vie, you know? So anyways, <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah. past that heartbreaking <laughs> statistic. <laughs> Something else before I go into what I found to be the history and origins of soulmates. I know you're on TikTok, but Shit. I assume you are not on Witch Talk. <laughs> probably not as much as you are. <laughs> um so witch talk for anybody who's not on tiktok is just the witch side of tiktok <laughs> as it sounds um yeah. and that has different implications there's like astrology tiktokers there are people who <laughs> cast spells and um <laughs> people who put curses on the moon and <laughs> things like that <laughs> so um it has a lot of different levels yeah but a term related to soulmates that I see come up on Witch Talk a lot is a twin flame. Okay. So have you ever heard of that before? I have not. Okay. So interestingly, I wasn't able to find a ton online off of TikTok about twin flames. A lot of like the websites that mention them seem to define them very similarly to soulmates. Mm. But on TikTok... It has a very different connotation. So on TikTok, they say that your twin flame is this fiery, passionate, intense connection that comes into your life, but you're not meant to be with them forever. 
They come into your life to teach you something and you make each other mutually better and then they leave. And then the door opens for you to find your soulmate. Uh huh. <laughs> Interesting. So I. It's like that song from Wicked. Which one? <laughs> the the last one, the For Good. You like, oh, 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 oh. You like almost quoted it word for word. Obviously, it's like about friendship, but <laughs> that's what my. That's, yeah. yeah. You can see how much musical theater I listen to. <laughs> oh, on yeah. The daily. Because I knew you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And I find that idea a little bit appealing, actually, because. I think it's healthy for people to look at relationships and say, you know, just because this relationship didn't last forever doesn't mean that it wasn't valuable and worth having. So I kind of like the idea of twin flames. Um, yeah. I don't think it has to be <laughs> phrased in such a like new agey way, but <laughs> yeah, what, at the core. <laughs> I think I missed the connection to flames there. What's the like metaphor? I don't know. I think it's just like the concept of a twin flame is like you're you're each a flame, and, <laughs> and then you're there's then you're <laughs> yeah, you're a flame and you're twins, and that's it. Um, <laughs> okay. But people really buy into that on yeah. TikTok, so um, that's just a term to be aware of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So now the origins of soulmates. Unless, do you have anything else to say about Twin Flames? <laughs> you look like if, you want to say something. <laughs> well, I was going to ask if you have any other insights you could share from which TikTok <laughs> with the rest of us who are not so fortunate. Well, I would appreciate it if you would call it Witch Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Witch Talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the things that I see on Witch Talk, and you know how the TikTok algorithm works, that sure. once you start watching something and interacting with it, you just get shown more and more of those things. Yeah. So I've seen quite a few of these witch talk videos because I find it really interesting both from just, I don't know, a cultural perspective of like, this is an entire subculture of people who really believe in their craft and, you know, yeah are promoting that to the world. So I think that's fascinating. Yeah. But I, I also think that a lot of them have pretty healthy outlooks on life. Really? Yeah, it's a lot of, um, <laughs> okay, so um, there's this thing called shadow work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which shadow work is something that you are encouraged to do before you attempt any other kind of spiritual work. And it's essentially just working on yourself. So okay. trying to figure out what has made you the way you are and trying to work through like any trauma in your past and so they call it shadow work, but it's essentially just introspection and kind of like self therapy, hmm. um, which I think is really healthy and cool that people are being encouraged to do that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me because, yeah, maybe it's just like one of those things that it just wasn't as visible before because of like, for whatever reason, now it's more like like TikTok is bringing it to light. But I'm under the impression that like this is sort of a more recent phenomenon with like younger women and maybe you be you can like correct me if i'm wrong but like this along with astrology has been really like astrology to a greater extent i don't think people are <laughs> as receptive to casting spells and stuff but but it's like sort of blowing up uh and it's one of those things that like i don't really understand why or like what where it's coming from but like like you said <laughs> it seems like it's a net positive for the people who are like as long as nobody's being like taken advantage of, it's like, hey, if this is your like way of uh, doing like self care, like 
Go for it. Yeah. And it definitely has been around for a really long time. There are a lot of, um, it is mostly women and there are a lot of older women who have since joined TikTok um, and have said, and again, it's, you know how when there's an existing community of people who are really passionate about this niche thing and they get kind of annoyed when it starts getting popular? Oh, yeah. Like, I've liked this since the 80s and you guys are (laughs) bastardizing everything. Yeah. Well, the older witches on TikTok that I've seen are actually very welcoming and are like, yeah, so I think it's, it's, it's generally a very positive community. And actually, do you remember that I sent this TikTok in the group chat a while ago of this older woman who was talking about how unrequited love is good for you? And she was saying, like, it's oh, good yeah. for you to feel, like, the delicious pain of yeah. unrequited love. She is on Witch Talk. She's a witch. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of um, yeah, I liked the her. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she was cool. So, yeah, that's Witch Talk. I'm sure there's a million other things. Like, Witch Talk could be, like, its own topic on <laughs> sure. the podcast, honestly. But, yeah, any other questions about have you seen any of them on your for you page (laughs) yeah i I think the ones that make it to me are it's more of like tongue-in-cheek in in that like (laughs) sometimes you'll get a video and it's like why is this on my page and then you go to the comments and you're like oh it's like yeah everyone's like kind of poking fun at it um yeah so i think i get less of the like heartfelt like like you said like the positive vibes and i get more of the like maybe on the fringes (laughs) and it's like the stuff that people kind of laugh at um so not not as much as you probably because <laughs> I think probably maybe once or twice I think they might have popped up and it was one of those I think I'll keep scrolling and not interact with this <laughs> just so it doesn't show up again yeah fair enough I still based on the TikToks that you send in the group chat I still don't think I understand what side of TikTok you are on <laughs> yeah I I think you were right like this could be its own topic because I could talk to you about this for a long time but yeah. I feel like the the two of us are the more active in terms of like sending TikToks in our group. And I really appreciate yes. I, like, I'm glad you do as well. Cause it, it's like, if it was just one of us doing it, it'd be like, okay, maybe this is annoying, but it's like, well, Marnie's sending them too. <laughs> yeah. And, no. And I, I do think that I kind of bank the ones that I want to send oh, just so that I'm not sure. sending like <laughs> a oh, billion you, in a row. Yeah. You should see my camera roll. <laughs> it's all stuff that I've like downloaded at like 2am. It's like, well, I can't send yes. it now, but I'll space them out throughout the day. <laughs> Oh my god, I do the same thing. I'm so glad that you said that. Okay, that yeah. makes me feel better. I, I also like our dynamic of like, you can send something and even if nobody responds, it's not like, like, <laughs> you could go through our, our group and it's like, just uh, videos back and forth with nobody really like reacting to them. <laughs> but yeah. just, just know that like, I, I always find them funny. I just, I don't know what to say most of the time. <laughs> no, I do too. Um, like if it was on my For You page, I would have liked it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like that dynamic in our group chat too. Even things that aren't TikToks, I feel like people will send stuff and nobody will respond, but you just kind of assume that everybody like chuckled and <laughs> yeah, moved <exactly>. on. <laughs> okay, but enough about TikTok, back to soulmates. So <laughs> <laughs> the origin of soulmates, do you have any idea where it came from? Um, I feel like I back when I like took a few like classics courses in college and oh, I'm getting nods, maybe I'm on the right yeah. track. But I'm thinking like there was some like apocryphal story of like a philosopher who believed that like human beings were actually like half of a whole being that had like there's some like myth about how like we're supposed to have like eight arms and like <laughs> the body's supposed to be bigger and like at some point a god like cut us all in half uh, and so you're like trying to get back to your like original um am i on the right track there 
No, you are exactly right. And I had a feeling that you would have heard of that story before. I So I have always loved Greek mythology and like Greek history. So mm. I had heard of this story before, but I did not know that it was still seen to be the origin of soulmates. I thought that surely something must have come up before this. But you're right. It comes from Plato's Symposium, mm. which was <clears throat> written around 385 BC. And the philosopher that tells the story in Plato's Symposium is Aristophanes. Okay. So I'm going to recount the myth for you. You did. You kind of already summarized it. Okay. Um, but it goes like this. So a long time ago, I mean, granted, this was written in 385 BC. So a long time ago means even longer ago than that. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, can you actually he, sing this in the style of Hades Town? So like uh, New Orleans <laughs> jazz. <laughs> yeah. Can you provide like the snaps and like the instrumentals in the background? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can't do that. I'm not as musically minded as your other guests have seemed to be. Um, I wish I was. But long ago, humans were very different creatures than we are today. We once had two sets of arms, two sets of legs, two heads, and two sets of genitals. Some were double female, some were double male, and some had one of each. So that means that in this time, there were three sexes, male, female, and androgyny which is obviously where we get the modern day term that someone is androgynous. Um, So, yeah, which I think is really cool too, that something this far back was like open to there being other um, sexes and other like gender representations. Yeah. But they believed that the males were modeled off the sun. The females were modeled off the earth and androgyny was the moon because back then they thought the moon was a combination of the sun and the earth. Um, and this, this aside is not important to the story, but I thought it was funny. Um, okay. these humans genitals were on their backs, so they did not procreate with one another. They procreated with the earth. Okay. So they somehow had sex with the earth to reproduce. All right. You can try to figure out how that would work. Um, but <laughs> herein lies the problem. These double humans were also twice as smart and had twice the power of humans today, Mm. which the gods felt very threatened by. And actually, the humans attempted to invade Mount Olympus, the home of the Greek gods, and Zeus, the king of the Greek gods, became very angry at these humans for their hubris. But they couldn't annihilate humans entirely because that would then mean that the gods would no longer get prayers and offerings and sacrifices Right. So <laughs> Zeus's solution was to send down thunderbolts and lightning strikes from the heavens to split every human being in two. So that way humans would be half as powerful and there would be twice as many of them to mm. make offerings to the gods. And from that point on, humans were no longer complete and would spend their lives searching for their other half. Wow. Well, <laughs> well told. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then Aristophanes goes on to say, this is a quote from the story about what the um, the reuniting of the two halves would feel like. Okay. Um, okay, so he says, And when one of them meets with their other half, the actual half of themselves, the pair are lost in an amazement of love and friendship and intimacy, and one will not be out of the other's sight, even for a moment. Which I think is still the idea of finding your soulmate that endures today. Yeah. It's... That 
you're that's perfect and you never want to be apart and yeah yeah oh that's nice (laughs) it is nice it's a nice story i do feel that it i do feel that it reinforces some unhealthy yeah Yeah, it's a nice story (laughs) yeah obviously it is problematic to say that you're not whole until (laughs) you (laughs) find your soulmate oh that's another Um, good point too yeah yeah that i didn't even consider uh, is like yeah if if everyone buys into this myth of like there's somebody out there for you you're automatically counting out all these people who maybe aren't don't want that or uh, yeah i'm I'm sure there's a lot of people who fall into that category of maybe that's not how they see yeah that you can be a whole person by yourself yeah because i think it also can lead to people feeling that if they haven't met the one by a certain age then there's something wrong with them or you know they're doomed to be alone forever yeah yeah but i do i do also find something a little bit valuable in that story for americans especially and i think that this is something i've recently come around to i would say in the last like handful of years because i think living in togo a very communal society where people depend heavily on others and they you know they look out for their neighbors and they expect their neighbors to look out for them and that's how society runs and functions i think that there's something to be said about you know your independence not being the most important thing like your independence and your individuality not being the most important thing about you because i think Mm. that that's an idea that Americans are taught to believe from a very young age that your uniqueness is really special and prized. And I think that that is something valuable for kids to learn that being different is okay. And everybody has their own personality and whatever. But I also think that it can lead people to be pretty selfish. Yeah. Um, Which I think we've definitely seen in full force this year. (laughs) Yeah. Um in a number of ways. Yeah, there's there's definitely like y- you can tip a little too far into the whole like American myth of like individuality and like yeah, it, there's there's a point at which that um <laughs> the marginal return of like being an independent person is like, well, now I think you're just being selfish. <laughs> and uh, Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing to you know want to be part of a team even if it's just a two-person team. Right. I think where it becomes problematic is that, you know, the other member of your team is the only one person that (laughs) (laughs) you're destined to be with. Um, (laughs) But there is like a nugget of that idea that I think is valuable. Yeah. Good topic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, I actually have a couple more things. Okay. Because you mentioned spirituality Mm -hmm. earlier, how these ideas can go hand in hand. So I also had a similar notion right and so i was looking up what different concepts of soulmates exist in different religions Mm -hmm. and i found one two three four i found four um religions that have some similar idea to soulmates the first one is um buddhism okay so they believe that humans are reborn an infinite number of times and that your relationships carry over from one life to the next so if you meet someone who you feel like you've known forever and you feel very connected to them, then it could be that you've been connected to that person in all of your past lives, Hmm. which is not exactly the same concept as soulmates, but I think it's kind of similar. Yeah. So yeah. And then there's also Judaism, Mm -hmm. 
which has the concept of a destined partner as well as a learning partner who pushes you and challenges you, which to me sounds like soulmates and twin flames. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Maybe that's where that comes from initially. Who can mm. say? Um, Hinduism has the concept of a karmic connection between certain souls that causes them to keep crossing paths. Okay. Um, which is similar to Buddhism, I think. Mm-hmm. And so the final one is Christianity. Time for a whopper. I was surprised by this. There isn't mention of soulmates or a destined life partner in the Bible or anywhere in any Christian texts. Hmm. And actually, I found a lot of Christian bloggers who are explicitly against the concept of soulmates because, really? yeah, they felt like, it caused people to get divorced from someone who wasn't their soulmate mm. or to wait too long to marry, which I think is stupid to, <laughs> to be against soulmates for those reasons. But sure. yeah, and the Bible actually says that God made humans whole and complete. So the idea that you're searching for someone to complete you is not Christian. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have, yeah, I, I, my automatic, I, I just assumed that that was sort of a, yeah, sort of a, a commonly held belief. Yeah. And I feel like the people that I know that believe in soulmates are also some of the most religious people that I know. Right. So I was very surprised. And that's that on soulmates. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I wonder too, like, and I'm not the first person to make this point, but like, you know, the classic like love story, Disney, whatever, like it, it always ends with like them coming together and it's like happily ever after okay, well, there's a lot of work to do after that. <laughs> and like the responsibility doesn't yes. stop there. And it's almost like there's a toxic side of this like notion of soulmates in that like, yeah, well, once you like find them, all the work is done. And it's like, you can sort of justify it. It's like, well, now I can just be an asshole because like <laughs> I already did all the hard work. It's like, no, 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 there's, <laughs> you're just getting started. Yeah, no. And I've, I, I mean, I come from a very small town in Illinois and I, so I know a lot of people who are married and got married pretty young. And I, in talking with a lot of them, they have seemed really surprised by how hard being married actually is. Mm. Not just being married, but staying married right. <laughs> actually is. Um, yeah, getting married so think, is easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that a lot of people maybe aren't as prepared for marriage as they could be because of all these ideas that exist in our culture. Yeah. I want to clarify what I just said because I bet like the the act of like getting married is just like signing the papers is easy. It's I don't mean like being. <laughs> I, I was trying to you, you know what I mean. I was trying yeah, to parse no, that. I got it. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah. if you were like Jesus Christ. That's a <laughs> that's a bold statement. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I got you. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, very interesting topic, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Marnie. Um, <laughs> As you know, as a, as a long-time listener, <laughs> I, I have a question that I ask each of my guests, and I'm sure you're prepared, but mm-hmm. do you have a sort of go-to either snack or road trip food, party food? Take your choice, or whatever direction you want to take that in. Okay, so the road trip food or your gas station order, as mm-hmm. some people call it, sure. I find it really interesting to hear what other people's gas station orders are. Mine has always been, for my entire life, Gardetto's. Okay. Which I hope everyone is familiar with, but I recently learned that not everyone is. So it's basically like fancy Chex Mix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With a lot more like powder in it, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's called seasoning, (laughs) Gru. Okay. Fancy. Um, (laughs) Fancy pants. (laughs) 
We're not all oh, culinary. There's ivory tower over there with her. <laughs> with her seasoning. <laughs> um, so it's Gardetto's and then it's a Charleston chew. Ooh. Okay, Grandma. Which, <laughs> yeah, from the 1920s. Um, uh. Which, again, I hope everyone knows what it is. But if you don't, it's nougat covered in chocolate. And it I think it actually is from the 1920s. <laughs> I don't know. They're still making it. Yeah, I, um, I can't say that I've ever had one. Uh, I'm like familiar with the concept of one, but yeah, I guess I'll have to. They're try really that. long and skinny. They're they're delicious. And um, then for my drink, I'm getting a diet coke. I'm a diet coke person. Sure. Also, I warned you that I was going to do this. I do have a suggestion for <laughs> okay. um, another recurring topic okay. that you could ask guests. Sure. I would be really interested to know like a recent fun fact or interesting thing that they learned or if they have like a go-to fun fact okay because i find that a lot of people do yeah i my, my only hesitation there is like i know there are some people who absolutely hate to be asked that question like especially if they're like <laughs> in like a at a first club meeting or something it's like there's nothing interesting about me maybe if i gave yeah. it to them ahead of time though it sounds like yeah, maybe or, I could ask you and you have something <laughs> prepared. Oh, you definitely could. Yeah, I definitely have something. Um, I guess what you could also do is you could give them the choice of if they want to answer one question or the other. Oh, yeah. But um, I'll leave that. It's it's truly noted. It's not. I don't even know how you would phrase that with my name. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, not marnly noted. Yeah, they don't just hand these things out. You got to earn them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but this is a, a fun fact that I recently learned. So... The the Catalan language mm. is spoken in, um, depending on who you ask, either the region of Catalonia <laughs> in Spain or the country of Catalonia to the north of right. Spain. And it's, you know, it's a relatively small region or slash country and not spoken by that many people. And nobody, almost nobody speaks Catalan exclusively anymore. Mm. But I recently found out that there's also a small town on the island of Sardinia in, in Italy that also speaks Catalan. It's their co-official really? language. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. What, yeah. uh, is there a reason for that? <laughs> yeah, they were taken over by Catalan conquerors like a billion years ago. Hmm. And so now it's Catalan and Italian in this little town in Sardinia. Wow, that's, that is interesting. I know. Um, it blew my mind. <laughs> Um, I, I misinterpreted, uh, when you said fun fact, I thought you meant like, oh, a fun fact about you or your like past, but I, I like the idea of just like oh. a completely <laughs> unrelated, like <laughs> fun fact to share. I like that. Yeah. Cause I think it also gives some insight into the internet holes that people fall into. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me, it's, um, a lot of things having to do with Spain and or linguistics. Right. So, yeah. I'm trying to think if I have any anything fun I just learned. Um, Surely, in that galaxy brain, you've got something. <laughs> um, but like, what's something like recently I came across? Oh, uh, I was watching a. Uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Vsauce? No. Really? <laughs> what is it? It's like a. Uh, he's like one of many like science YouTube channels uh, who, oh. who does sort of like, yeah, sort of deep dives into like some kind of scientific subject but like makes it really accessible anyways he hasn't put out videos in a long time but like just yesterday or like a couple days ago i think he uh posted the first video in like months um and it was all about time uh but something i thought was really interesting and like you 
kind of hear other like anecdotes about this, but like how in our minds, like everything that's come before, we just put into a box of like past. Uh, and it like, again, like the human instinct to like sort of categorize things like past a certain point, you're just like, oh, that's ancient history or that's like prehistoric. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny because he puts on a timeline sort of like how far back we think like dinosaurs go. Uh, and, and it's like, well, you think you picture like a T-Rex and a Stegosaurus, like walking around being buddy, not being buddies, but like, <laughs> like land before time, they all like existed at the same point and then all died at the same point. Um, but it was interesting to me that like as far back as the T-Rex was to us, the Stegosaurus was to the T-Rex, like multiple times, like farther back. <laughs> so Yeah. It's just one of those things that like the same deal with like, uh, or you hear the anecdote sometimes about like, I forget who it is, but like, like Cleopatra to us is like a less distance than like Cleopatra to like the pyramids, which is or like yeah. something like that. Just like completely throws off your idea of like whatever timeline you had in your head of like ancient Egypt. It was not like a hundred year period. It was like thousands of years. Um, yeah. So yeah. That's, that always blows my mind. Similarly, I feel like more recently people have been throwing around like famous people who are the same age. But yeah. like, so one example is like Martin Luther King and I think Barbara Walters. Is that right? Oh, I, I always hear him and Anne Frank were born in the same year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, so this yeah. this video he just did had a bunch of those too. How like, uh, oh, the, the one that blew my mind was like, when Harriet Tubman was born, Thomas Jefferson was still alive. And when Harriet Tubman died, Ronald Reagan was alive. <laughs> oh my god yeah like one of those were like it was a real brief period like a few years in both cases but like it's it, it makes you realize that like oh it wasn't that long ago <laughs> that like the we were throwing tea in the harbor <laughs> you know yeah and i think too that that kind of speaks to our tendency to think that like the horrible things in american history yeah. are way further back than they actually are yeah yeah so go check out that that video <laughs> if you want Wait, to how do you spell it v sauce yeah the letter v and then sauce uh he's got like a whole catalog of like i, I thought he was more well known than maybe he is but <laughs> um uh i i recommend he's like a really the the videos are, I, I find are always hilarious because they're like it'll teach you about something but like also his style is <laughs> kind of like the category of tiktok i'm on it's like funny but like also weird and like a little mm. off-putting <laughs> but uh, okay i'm interested yeah he, he's a he's a cool guy thank you for uh for joining me today uh, i hope you <laughs> enjoyed your time I, i'm glad to finally get you on um yeah um i had a blast thank you so much for having me awesome well do you have anything to plug <laughs> i know you have a, a tiktok do you want people to go blow that up i'll, I'll oh yeah um, six million of my listeners Oh my god, I was just telling Joe about this. I the TikToks that I'm the most proud of get the least views. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so go check out my TikTok. Um what's my handle? It's I'll put it in the description. Okay. Yeah, it's the same <laughs> as all my other handles. So I don't know. Some your yours are like you have one of those where it's like it sometimes changes a little bit. It's like mm. you either have the Z in there or you don't. That and it's yeah. like, come on, Marnie, you gotta have the consistency. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started using the Z because it's the first three letters of right. my first, middle, and last. So having just the SU was like it was um it wasn't symmetrical enough. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of have the Yeah. Uh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> yeah.
don't have to tell me about symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I've got nothing else to add. So thank you everyone for listening. And uh, I'll see you next week. Bye.